All right. We are back. Uh, new new podcast alert with uh, the Off Season Express with your guy Craig Erickson and zooming with me is my guy Eric Franklin, formerly known hey, as hey. the Rap Podcast. Uh, we're back with a new spin though. We uh, we're a football podcast, man. Now, but Eric, it's been a minute since you've been on uh, been on one of these things. What's been going on, man? Uh, well, right now we're all I'm quarantined like everybody else, but I'm making more money sitting at home. So yeah, that's 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 good. Been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. So yeah, I see a lot of shit. Nothing much, but I don't know nothing about nothing it. much. Nothing much. There's nothing to watch. Been watching a lot of wrestling. So because it's you know easily accessible. But yeah, no, I named my Animal Crossing Island uh, Birchline. So any fern creatures. Birchline, you know, where you know, my old stomping ground, so yeah, yeah, but no, it's good to be back. Last time I was on one of these things, I was a Nostradamus, but we'll just leave it at that, so you know, yeah, but no, nah, man, we're trying to do something different with this podcast, uh, right? Yeah, so we won't get into any of that, so. <laughs> um. But now, nah, with, with this podcast, man, we're gonna focus on you know, football. Uh, that's the main source, but we're gonna I, focus on the process. We're gonna focus on the process of football, not necessarily the yeah, on so if you're coming here for game not- recaps, this ain't it. We this is gonna the be team building process, coaching search, coaching searches. We'll get into some hypotheticals on based off of contracts, like what guys are asking for slash getting signed for compared to comparable players and what they got and the reputation of that player amongst the fans and why and so on and so forth. Cause we got a pretty good one. I feel like today, anybody follows us on Twitter kind of has an idea, but I feel like we, I feel like this is a very intriguing one. Um, yeah. It's kind of like the Donovan McNabb hall of fame discussion that people ha- that I've had with people, which we'll get into on sure on one of these when we need some stuff to talk about. So yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. but it's going to be stuff like that. It's gonna be yeah. stuff like that, so yeah. it'll be fun. Draft stuff, combine, free agency trade, bunch of, uniform, bunch uh, of nerd. Stuff. Yeah, a bunch of nerd stuff. So yeah, so bunch of stuff that bunch of stuff that Colin Cowherd talks about how much he loves, and everybody's just like, "It's boring." He goes, "It's so exhilarating, dude." You know? Like the the off season of football is way better than the actual season. Oh. I'm so glad the NFL kept kept everything going with the new league year free agency yeah. and the draft being uh next week so shit what eight days out now yeah yeah uh, so so yeah man uh and this is and this is a lot easier than uh me having to drive across the city to do this and trying to make time so the yeah, so take advantage finally, of our technology more content so yeah. part of the hoodie craig podcasting network so i like it Shout out to the quarantine for uh, making this happen. Uh, we, all right. Because <laughs> I never even heard of Zoom until all this shit started going. Uh, right. I was but, sitting there like, what's it? What's it's? What's the difference between this Skype and FaceTime? So right. And then I was like, oh, if you don't have Apple computers, because I don't really feel like holding the phone up to talk to you like this. So no, for sure. You know. Yeah, uh, so. But shit, man, I guess we can get rolling. Uh, yeah. We'll start what do you off got with for me? So you're, you're the host, so you get the first topic. What do you got for me? Well, firstly, the NFL is already looking at options uh, due to COVID-19 about looking into, like, shorter seasons or even closing stadiums to fans. Uh, let me be the first to say that if football is canceled, uh, we will be rioting. Uh, don't don't play with my emotions. <laughs> we got we got what four or five five months to get this shit figured out. So let's I think it. it's a little premature. It's a little premature for that. They need to have plans in place so we're not yeah. You know so that they're prepared. But but just calm down right now. You know just just let <laughs> let see how it works. They no, got, for sure. But no, nah, man, you know, it's it. They have to start thinking about. I will say this. I will say this. If I'm a coach 
and I have any player show up out of shape after they've been quarantined in their houses, they might be cut immediately. Be like, there's no excuse. You can't leave. You can't do anything. If you ain't in shape, there's an issue. And honestly, a lot of these guys still have access to a personal. Well, yeah, yeah. Or or whatever. So you're right. There is no excuse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, if if NFL draft you're making it happen, then NFL players can make it happen. So unless you're making maybe league minimum and you ain't rich enough to have like a, a ex, you know extravagant weight room or something, but you can still buy tra- get you a treadmill. Oh, you can definitely you know? do do stuff. You can you can make shift some stuff around the house and uh, make it make it work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, uh, I mean, if Rocky can train for a fight in Russia in the snow in a cabin, you know, come you can, on. You can That's, do it. You can do right. it. Right. So, uh, but anyways. But all right, man, let's, uh, let's dive deep into this uh, discussion. First, we're going to kick things off uh, with Jadavion Clowney. I can't even fucking say it. Uh are you surprised he's still a free agent? Um, yes and no. I know that's a politi- that's the whole, you know, artful Dodger mindset, but I am because there's such a premium on pass rushers right now, but I'm not because I feel like he, he's going to be one of the guys that as it gets closer and closer and closer, you can get him cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Oh, the, yeah, the price is already or, if he, or if he goes – because he hasn't – because for the money he wants, for the production he's had, he's been a good player, and he's had some good years, but he ain't a – I don't – I don't consider him a top-notch pass rusher. No, I mean, let, I mean, let's call a spade a spade, man. For the number one overall pick, he has underachieved in his career. That's that that can be taken with however the context is. He's been a really good player, really good player. But number one pick, you expect game changer, and there's been times where he has been pretty lackluster, especially considering the price that he's trying to command on the market. Yeah, because I mean he's been you know, in the league six years. Seven years? Yeah, he's been – Eight years, maybe? He's been a – I think he's been an all – has he been all pro? I don't think he's been all pro. Um, I, know, I know he's made the Pro Bowl three he's, times. Say, he's, say, he's three-time Pro Bowler and second-team all pro in 2016. So, he's had he's, – and he's had good years. Like, I'm not trying to say he's a bum. No, um, I, I don't. I don't think he's a bum. I think there's a market for him. I just don't think it's at that 20 million mark that he was trying to reach. Uh, but I mean, right, he's a, he don't have a season he, with double-digit sacks. For being the number a, one overall draft pick as a pass rusher, you should you should have you should have a couple. Yeah, of but his um, yeah, I mean, the 2017-2018 seasons were good. Um, with Seattle, he didn't have a lot of sacks, but his assist his uh. His tackling assist was uh, was good. I don't know if he was hurt or whatnot, but his 2017-2018, which were, oddly enough, con- I think a contract year for him. Yeah, but I'm looking for him that- to be a pass rusher. And he's right, not- right. Three sacks in so, Seattle last season don't. He, he suffered, to me, he suffers from, it's kind of like the – and we're going in basketball the Jordan Morris syndrome where it appears he doesn't care but you don't really know if he does or not cuz he's just kind of got the same demeanor all the time it seems like he's got a bad reputation for not being a hard worker and i'm not going to say he is or isn't i don't know the guy or anything like that but i right. you know that's so i'm sort of surprised that somebody hasn't signed him but I'm not because I think he's asking too much. I think teams would have jumped all over him. I'm for sure surprised he's not signed because, like you were saying, man, he he's a good player. He is he can get to the quarterback somewhat when he's motivated. Yeah, 
but not I mean I mean with I would only throw in like I mean 13 14 million not not 20 if if I pay you 20 million and you're only going to get me I mean nine and a half sacks is his career high I mean come on man what are we what are we doing yeah. like no only people only people make 20 million a year are uh, quarterbacks that's what everybody else in the league got to remember that like well, that might go up now, but that's maybe pay a, a left tackle that if they're that good. But yeah, people got to realize with the the cap, the cap, the cap issues. Like you can't just you can't be paying twenty mil for a nine sack a year guy. Like I, you know, that's just bottom line. So, which is why the Texans got him, why the Seahawks or got rid of him, and why the Seahawks haven't really been knocking at the door to bring him back. So it's just a, you know, right. I mean, it's got to be something. And like you were saying, man, I think it's a little more uh, to off-field stuff, hard, hard work, attitude. It, it yeah, no, he's not like he's not a bad dude. Like you know, you say off-field stuff, people think he's got like criminal yeah. problems. No, he ain't a bad dude. So I just think he just think he has a perception of being lazy. Yeah. So. So. And he's the only person that can fix that. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got to prove it. He might be one, have to take a one-year, you know, eight million dollar, nine million dollar season just to prove prove himself yeah. again. You know. Uh, yeah. Try to up that sack sack number and whatnot. Yeah, but I mean he's a good. I mean, but he's a good player, you know. I mean, so yeah, I, like bust is a relative term, you know. Yeah, yeah he's a bust because he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not a bust because he can be a starter in a product. He's a starter and a productive player in the league. So, you oh, know, yeah. it's like that with anybody, you know. Just he's if you're drafted number one, if you're not technically, if you're drafted number one, you're not a Hall of Famer. You're a bust, but. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you saw the comps on Joe Burrow. People think his upside's Tony Romo. Well, I'm like, well, sh- that sounds great. Tony Romo's a gr- really good quarterback, but not number one pick because that's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Still a good player, all pro caliber. So, you know. So, anyways. But I'm glad you brought Jadavian Clowney up. Hang on, so, man. This, this, just for reference, Miles yeah. Jack, or not Miles Jack, Miles Garrett. Excuse me. Yeah. Been in the league for three seasons. Already yeah. has 30 sacks. Yeah, Miles. Yeah. Two less He's than. He's trying to get. Jadavian. Well, Miles Garrett, trying, Miles Garrett trying to play and get a fat contract so he can retire before he's 30. <laughs> so he can go hunting for dinosaur bones or whatever he wants to do. <laughs> so, put him. Just put him. And I know Clowney's had a lot of injuries that he's dealt with and whatnot. Uh, That's part of it, too. Part of it, too. But when he's healthy. Which he's only played a full sixteen game slate once. So Yeah. Uh all right. Let's get let's let's get a little deeper into these Texans offseason. Uh, as we know, they traded away arguably the best wide receiver in the league. DeAndre Hopkins. Received David Johnson. A 2020 second rounder and a 2024, 2021 fourth rounder. They also gave up a fourth rounder in this year's draft. Um, let me let me let me go first because we we have differing differing opinions about this. You good? Okay. Yeah. No. No. Because I, I, I'm gonna partially agree with you and partially not. All right. So I already know. I think I already know what you're gonna say. Yeah. So. So I'm I'm not a fan of that trade. I mean, I feel. I guess there have been rumors and whatnot that him and Bill O'Brien really didn't see eye to eye, and we know Hop was up for a new new contract coming up. Probably didn't want to give him, you know, the the 18 million that he was gonna come. Well, Cooper got 20 million a season he's for Dallas. Cooper. So. If it, obviously if he's gonna want more 20. than that. You if know Cooper's worth twenty, yeah, then he's worth he's worth twenty five thirty because he's better than Cooper. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm not, I don't disagree with that. So yeah, so. Uh, but man, you could have got a first round pick for him. 
don't just let him go. That that's where I agree with you. I'm not anti trading DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not even anti getting David Johnson from that. I think you could have gotten more. I agree with that. Um, cons- especially considering what uh, who was a who was a there's another receiver traded. I think that another that was uh they got a better yeah Diggs got traded for a first round yeah yeah Stephon Diggs I'm like he's better than Stephon Diggs but and yeah and it's shortly after that because uh uh so I'm not anti-trading Hopkins for the reasons I you you can't pay I ain't paying a receiver 18 mil when I got paid Deshaun Watson and Laramie Tunzel you know yeah Um, nothing from first and not to mention how much are you already JJ Watt Right, and that Cardinal second round pick is going to be an uh, early second rounder. You get second, third, and sometimes even fourth rounders. Those are starters. When I, if you draft guys in that round, and you think they're starters, so they're going to get if they evaluate right, they're going to get good players. But I agree, they probably should have tried to get more for DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that's where people have misinterpreted when I'm like, no, I think it's fine to trade him because. If you look at big picture of their roster, I think Bill O'Brien kind of knows what he's doing as far as personnel. I don't know if he knows what he's doing when he's coaching, <laughs> but he knows what he's doing personnel-wise because I have the data right here, or data, on my handy-dandy notebook. And so since August, they have traded DeAndre Hopkins, Jadavian Clowney, a 2020 first-rounder and a 2021 first-rounder, a 2020 second, a 2021 second, a 2023rd, a 2024th, a defensive back named Jonathan Badamosi, which he was just a special teams guy. I know that because Patriots picked him up as a trade to them. Um, a couple tackles I've never heard of and a 2026th. So you look at that and you're like, wow, I gave up a lot of early rounders. Well, I think they got uh, – I think a lot of that was Larry Tunzel. Uh, and if you want two first rounders for offense, uh, for a left tackle that can play in this league and be a really, really good left tackle, I'll give you, my, I'll give you every draft pick in the draft if I got Deshaun Watson back there. Got to keep them upright. Since that time, they've acquired Laramie Tunzel, Brandon Cooks, David Johnson, Kenny Stills, Barkevius Mingo, a linebacker named Jacob Martin, Gary Conley, which if you remember him, he was a first-round pick from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So there's a talent there. I don't know how he's panned out. I know he had some off-the-field stuff. He had to get situated and all that. Carlos Hyde, who's a fine running back, a 2022nd and a 2023rd. You can find starters, high-level players there, and the 2024th. So – yeah, and then you got a corner yeah. named Keon Crossing. I know him from the Patriots, and probably be a, probably be a dime, nickel or a dime for you, and special teams guy. And then you got a twenty twenty one fourth, a twenty twenty one sixth, and a twenty twenty two fourth. So they've acquired a lot and gotten some depth pieces. So if you're wanting to talk about the production of DeAndre Hopkins, which not many people have, that's all well and good. But they, as you know, they signed Randall Cobb. So if you take DeAndre Hopkins out of the picture and look at their four receivers that they have, not to mention this is a deep draft for receivers, so you can probably find a really good receiver with one of their third with the third round pick. Um, you got Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, and Randall Cobb. I'm willing to bet. And at whole wide receiving core, that's the deepest wide receiving core in the league as far as quality players. Because all four of those guys have shown that they can be productive. So it sounds like to me they're doing the money ball approach that they used to do in – hey, kids are here. Hold on. Hi. So <laughs> look at that. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So it sounds like to me that they're taking the money ball approach. You replace that production and that salary 
how do you do that? Well, we'll just do it with two players here, and that way we got some depth. No, we we can dis people can disagree, and that's fine. You got to remember where Bill O'Brien came from, and the mindset he has when it comes to rosters. True, but my so, only thing is with you. You could have found with as deep as this class is with, uh, you know, tackle prospects, wide receivers. Uh, you could have got a, you could have got one of the top four tackles. Which Larry Tunsil's young, so I don't, I don't, I don't mind giving up my first for that. He's already proven. Uh, I think he'll yeah. be a top two, top three, if not the best left tackle in the league within you know two years if he's not already up there. Uh, I just, that's just a lot of. It's so, just like a lot of these moves don't really make sense to me. Hold on, so so let me let me get deeper into DeAndre Hawkins. I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, you're kind of built to win. Don't you want to – if you're not going to sign him, at least he can be productive. Yeah, but when he leaves, you get a comp pick. Did they get more than they would have on the comps? You know, you know, like they might have got a second – they might have got a second or a third. Well, for DeAndre, they got a, a player – they got a player who's been good in this league, battled some injuries, but I think can still be pretty good, especially the fact that they got Lamar Miller and Carlos Hyde. And a lot of they can draft some skill guys, so they probably got more than they would have on the comp level. So I think the the mindset into that was outside of them maybe or maybe not getting getting along, them being Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins. I think the thing is is if we just keep him and then let him go, then we get a comp pick. Is that going to be a second, third rounder, fourth rounder? I don't know how that works, but you're not, you know, so yeah, it's got to do with got, how much they sign for and how productive they are and stuff like that. Uh, right. But um, so, so there's a little bit more that goes into it. Plus, you, you got to now, if you go and if you wait till the trade deadline, are you so desperate to get rid of them that you take a lesser deal? Like, you know, I don't, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just want to know they, which side. Because as far as I know, DeAndre Hopkins was happy in Houston. I don't know what the relationship was with them. I know some shits come out like we like we've said, but I don't know. If, I don't know how much of that is true or not. Because you've had multiple reports exactly. saying. So with with this wide receiver core, while I like all those players, I, I wish Dallas would have re-signed Randall Cobb. But I mean, how how many weeks is Will Fuller going to give you? Kenny Stills is good. Um, who was the other one? Brandon Cooks. And see, okay, Brandon Cook. They got Brandon Cooks in another trade with the Rams, obviously. So yeah, so if they didn't bring like if they didn't bring him in, and I, I people are making too much of well, he's been traded for like this is for a team, and he blah blah he. He's a good he's a good player. He and I don't know like there's this dude that follows me on Twitter, like and he's like a sports blogger. His name's like, I, like I forget his name, but he kept hitting home the fact that Brandon Cooks is injury prone, and I'm like I think he's only missed like he's played most every season. He's had a concussion here and there, but like I think it was this year was the first time he missed a significant amount of games, if I'm not mistaken. I know he played every game in New England. He played every game the next year in L.A. He played every game for the most part in New Orleans. So, but he's been a productive player everywhere he's gone. And he's overpaid. I will say that. So that makes him expendable. But what they trade? what they trade for him? A third? Second? Uh, they gave up 57th overall in, in this year's draft. He's 26. So... I I can get a wide receiver better than him at 57 overall in this in this class without taking on See, that contract. Which ain't people terrible, say that. But. People say that, but you know he can play in, at a high level in the league. You know he knows what it's like to do the week to week grind in the NFL. Some of these guys you draft may not. That's the and that's that's the that's the Patriots thinking and Bill O'Brien right now. Because with all the training, the new rules with rookies and everything, and the training camp restrictions, especially with what's going on right now, you draft a rookie, it might take them longer to, to develop. So if you just hand Brandon Cooks a playbook, 
you know he can do you know he knows what the week to week aspect is of staying in the shape and preparing for games and everything. You know he knows how to do that. So you just hand him a playbook and tell him to study it. Rookies, you got to teach the system to. You got to get them acclimated with being a pro. You got to do all this, and we don't know what's going to happen. So I think a little bit of some of this mindset of for the Texans could be, well, I'm just going to get a veteran in here that I don't have to teach all that stuff to. I just hand him a, a playbook. And he's played for Bill Belichick and Sean, uh, Sean Payton, so surely to God he can pick up my offense. True, but it just I just this this class is is too deep. It's not a doubt in my mind that they could have got one. Still, and they can still draft and they can still draft a guy. They can, but that I wouldn't have thought them because you got to find some guys. You got to find some guys to. You got to find some guys to try to stop Pat Mahomes. So that receiving core is good enough. You put four wide out there, one of them guys is going to be open. They're all fast. They're all fast. Houston's? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They. I. I. I, I think it's a, a decent core. I think they're they're all pretty good, but I just don't. I don't buy it because you don't have that legitimate threat anymore in Hopkins, and I don't think Cooks uh, can provide that. I don't think Will Fuller can can provide it. Uh, Kenny Steele's now. And Randall Cobb's more or less of a slot guy. I, I I think as of today, the Texans are worse than they were last season with these moves. Uh, I think you know what I think. I think that they think Deshaun Watson can make those guys better. And you're about to find it. And I think they're you got Deshaun Watson. It's like I tell people with Pat Mahomes. You gotta let your number one guys go that want big time money and just bring guys in because my I'm expecting my quarterback who I think who I think very highly of to make guys better. So, because you're gonna have to pay Deshaun Watson all that money, you're gonna have to pay Laramie Tunzel all that money, and they're gonna have to pay uh, Whitney Merciless because he's a, he's a pass rusher on the team. So, yeah. all that's you know. And I mean, I, I think very highly of Deshaun Watson. So I think I do too. And unfortunately, what? Um, unfortunately, when it comes to a pass rusher, a left tackle, and a quarterback and a receiver that you have to pay, unfortunately, generally, no matter how good the receiver is, that's the one that's getting getting ousted because those other positions mean are more so are more important for winning. In the grand scheme of things, and that's not a knock on DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is going to do a lot for Kyler Murray. You have him, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. That's pretty. That's pretty solid too. But I, but Kyler Murray is going to be better. I'm curious to see if that accounts for any more wins on the entire scheme of the the team and team building. So yeah, I think Arizona's got to build that offensive line up. Uh, and some defensive players. Can you name one defensive player they got? Other Besides than Chandler Jones? Uh, Buda Baker. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Who's quietly overlooked. Yeah. Like, he's balling. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, not necessarily sure that the Arizona Cardinals should have been trying to trade David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins and maybe not getting more defensive help to a team who might want a running back. But that's just me. I mean, I, I, I see Arizona's – they got out of the terrible – David Johnson contract. They have they got Kyler a number one receiver for when uh, old man Larry decides to finally hang it up. But I don't know if he still is because he's still doing his thing out there. Uh, so you got your wide receiver in the future. Hmm? And he's a third receiver now because Christian Kirk can ball too. He's yeah, good Christian player. Kirk's good. Uh, so you know, and Kenyon Drake at the running back spot was was pretty solid for them. Uh, you know, he, he seemed to fit that system pretty well. Uh, rumors have it that they're going to take Derrick Brown from Auburn in the draft with the eighth overall pick, uh, get some help on that defensive line. So, we'll see how the board falls uh, Right. with that. But I think – I. I, I, don't. I think it's one of those moves that was just so surprising uh, to trade a player of DeAndre Hopkins' caliber. But I think in a football scheme – Unfortunately, a lot you know a lot of the 
a lot of people don't feel like receivers account to an overall winning. Colin Cowherd, I'm not saying he's in all be all, but he refers to them as the icing for the cake. It helps, makes it better. Oh, for but sure. But it's not the reason that it, you know, and I mean, so, it's like, it's like taking like Dallas a few years ago before they uh, traded for Cooper. I mean, they tried it out. Allen Hearns, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams. You know, it it didn't work. They had to go get a number one number one guy. Of course, those three sure. aren't as good as those Texans guys uh, sure. together, or you know that that whole core or whatever. But some some teams just need that playmaker on the outside to sure. Jump. sure. Free up things. So. And I don't think I don't think the Texans feel like they do with Deshaun Watson personally. You know, but no, I, know, I wouldn't. I'm, we're gonna, we're gonna see how good Deshaun Watson is this sure, year. Sure, no, no, they're, you know, yeah, you're you make a move like that, you're telling him, hey, like it's your time now, and we're gonna find out if Deshaun Watson's as good as we all think he is. I think he is, but I guess we'll find out. Oh, I, I, yeah, you know? I'm I'm with you. I I think very highly of Deshaun Watson. Hell, we watched him so, for two, three years at Clemson. Yeah, <laughs> there are little. So I think it's. Stuff. I just think when any anytime something happens like that, people want to look at an angle or anything like that. When I don't think it has, it's any more than he's going to want a lot of money. We need to try to get the max value before we just get a comp pick for him, and he walks off because we're not going to pay him. We're not going to be able to because we got to pay Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's anything. Much deeper than that, I don't – I mean, I guess if you think Bill O'Brien doesn't like him because he had multiple baby mamas or whatever, that's fine. I don't like – DeAndre Hopkins said that wasn't true, right? Yeah, that's absurd to me. That, that's, it sound, I mean, to me, it just sounds like that Texans as an organization said, hey, we have other positions we need to prioritize and make sure we can lock down. We're going to go ahead and squash any type of – contract negotiations in the season with him that could be a distraction we'll just go ahead and squash it get rid of I'm not saying they shouldn't have gotten more or anything like that I'm just talking about strictly from trading him to ensure that they're going to have money set aside for the left tackle and the quarterback yeah because if Deshaun Watson as we've said is as good as we all think he is they could trot us two out there and they'll win games so, yeah, I, and, I, I mean, I, I see the logic behind or, it. Or you just do the whole, we're going to draft a rookie wide receiver if he's good. We'll keep him till his rookie contract's out, save money, and then bring another guy in because Deshaun Watson's going to make it better. So, you know, and we'll see if it works. You know, they're you not going to be the first or only team. To- and just because somebody's got two top talented receivers don't, necessarily equate the wins like you were saying. I mean, go ask Baker Mayfield, who's got Odell and Jarvis Landry. Uh, when, well, Odell's a Odell's a whole different discussion in himself. So, but I mean, I I think he's just as talented as anybody. It's just um, he's got to get out of his own head more than anything. Uh, yeah. But speaking of, who's Jared Goff going to throw the ball to next year? <laughs> Cooper Cup. That's about it, ain't it? Robert, Robert Woods. Woods. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that team's – I mean, you know, they're getting – I see a lot of people saying stuff about, oh, look at the Rams. It's not really working out their future, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I'm going to applaud them for going all in to try no. to win a Super Bowl. They're, they're probably like, do what uh, Tampa's going to do with uh, with why they got Brady. They're in win-now mode. Uh, you know, it, it – the Rams tried something, and it, it almost worked. It, it damn near almost yeah. worked. Uh, yeah. Now, I mean – And they knew – they knew, And they knew. They knew what was going to happen in a few years. They're not dumb. No. But, but, I mean, you have a defense that has Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald to to build around. They're both still young. I'm pretty sure they'll, they got them locked up. Yeah. Uh, you uh, have a serviceable quarterback in Jared Goff. You know, and Sean McVay's talented enough offensively to make some shit he work. Needs, he needs to like some like a lot of these young coaches. Kyle Shanahan is included as much as I love him. They need to learn how to get better in game adjustments 
when uh because Sean McVay once people started to figure out the offense a little bit he hasn't been able to get that offense and and try something different to outsmart the yes yeah you know Belichick shut his offense down and last year that offense was whether it was a pedestrian by their standards you know I don't really remember you know I mean I know Todd Gurley being hurt a lot of caused a lot of issues there you know I guess he was hurt I don't know but uh, yeah, we'll see. But, but I think people – I think it's easy for people to sit at home and be like, well, they had no future. They mortgaged their future. Not, yeah. Like, like you guys. If more teams if more teams were aggressive like that, different teams would win. Because the Rams came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, once they realized that they had something, they was like, all right, let's let's go. Let's, like, let's make some my buddy Zach's a Bengals. My buddy Zach's a Bengals fan. like, I wish the Bengals would have done more like that throughout their time. You know, try something because what they're doing now isn't working. You know what they've been doing isn't working. Because I remember a few years ago, it was Z15, the year after Andy Dalton got hurt, I believe. And Philip, there were rumors that Philip Rivers was on the trade market. And I told them, I was like, why don't you all give them Andy Dalton and three draft picks for Philip Rivers and try to win now? Because Philip Rivers is an upgrade, and their answer was, the Bengals just don't do anything like that. I don't know, you know. And I, and I was like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know if we would win a Super Bowl with him, but he's better than Andy Dalton would give us a better chance. And that those Cincy teams had a good roster. And when he said that, I was just like, well, that's, you know, that's why a lot of the teams are just always in – constant rebuilding mode rebuilding mode rebuilding mode rebuilding you know they're just in a constant cycle of you know and just always you're always preparing for the future you're never going to win now the since i look at it have, has been solid for you know they were solid for a while under Marvin. They, they've, the really, they've had a really props to them too they've had a really good off season They've had a really good off season, you know. I'm, I'm, and I hope they and I hope they win for their fans' sake because that fan base deserves to win. They have stuck you know, through a lot they, of bad. They had a lot of continuity and were, you know, mediocre at best. Yeah, uh, they probably. And I applaud them for giving Marvin Lewis the the shot, the the chance to turn things around or whatnot. But I think it kind of just they let it drag on for too long. Where you take a team like. You know the Browns who fire coach every year, every year. You know you're not going to win. Like right, that. you got to. Yeah, you got to find a happy medium. Then. About four years. Yeah, and a guy like happens. Marvin Lewis who had, and like, look, here's the unfortunate thing is a guy like Marvin Lewis who had good run, rebuilt, good run, and then it was in the middle of another downward. That's when you make the change. Not everything. Not everything's going to be Bill Belichick with 20 years consistent winning in New England to where there was no rebuild. Like, yeah. and they've, it's kind of like it's Saban in the SEC. Like, all those coaches, all those teams have fired coaches because they couldn't beat Saban. And they're like, look what Saban's doing. Like, it's like, like, no. Like, you have to have some continuity. So, so now but, Cincinnati's very good. That's all like, Yeah. Now yeah. it's time to build this team. Zach Taylor is a quarterback guy. Let's see what he does with Joe Burrow. I think Burrow is going to be pretty good personally. But you have to give him weapons. Is it, you got to build that, I think build this that is, line. I think they need to try to trade some of the um, – I think they need to try to trade uh, A.J. Green and some of these older older players. To, even if you get mid-rounders for them, just to get some players in there that are young, you might – you know, you got to get some linemen. You gotta get some linemen in. Uh, so, so I'm assuming. I mean, uh, word on word on the street gotta, that Joe Burrow told Cincy not to trade AJ Green, and I feel like that was a bad I mean, I, Burrow's part because he's so injury prone and getting older and well, and all that. He wasn't he wasn't injury prone until two years ago. He's actually really he actually played a lot of games. Um, but I yeah, guess but the good I, thing with them the is that second is coming with age, that, I think. That second pick they got is essentially another first rounder. So if there's a if they take Joe Burrow, they might be if they need a if they need an impact lineman, they need to trade that second and third round picks to move back into the first round to get one of the impact linemen. 
is what they need to do. Yeah, because I mean, you, but, you, got, you got four tackles that are all going to be. And good. I don't know their, I don't know their line situation. I, you know, I'd have to ask my buddies who are Bengals fans, but I know they need linemen. I don't know if they need a tackle or a guard or what. In my opinion, you can never have too many tackles. Look, what like you don't know, linemen, you don't know linemen, who to pick. Dude. Yeah, you don't know who to pick. Or if you feel like your roster is good, you pick the best lineman on whichever side of the ball you feel is more important at that time. Just pick the best one and go with. with Honestly, I, I think know. Cincinnati's approach right now could be just BPA, best player available. Uh, they, me, see, they, I used to subscribe to. Uh, I used to subscribe to. You take the best player available at the position you need the most. But you don't want to take a no, you don't want to take an offensive tackle that's yeah you don't want to take an offensive tackle that's you can maybe get in the third round in the first just because you need a tackle right like but I think they're I think they're probably going to be in best offensive lineman available mode because if you're going to take Joe Burrow if if the best lineman available is a guard and I'm okay with my guard spot though his backup's going to be just as good. Because I ain't letting you get hurt, dude. So, yeah, so that's just how I feel. But I'll let the guy. I'll let. I'll let the guys that get paid to make that decision make the decision. So, yeah. So I just. I just know Cincinnati needs a lot of help with in a lot of different uh, spots. So uh, I'm not for sure how many draft picks they have this year, but they. They. Let, let's let's just see what they do, man. They got they got their running back quite a few. Receiver. They lost, I know they lost Tyler Eifert, but they had that other tight end. I can't think of his name. Uh, I mean, the only tight end I know is that they got is C.J. Uzama. Him. He he didn't he he didn't seem bad. Uh, he's okay. Yeah. I mean, he's not a world beater. He's my start. He's my starter on my Madden franchise right now. He's like a seventy-six, but that's a really good player on the new Madden, evidently. Yeah. So. See. Anyways. Uh, so that takes care of the Texans. We can we can agree to somewhat disagree because on the T- DeAndre Hawkins thing because I don't necessarily completely disagree that I think they should try to get more. I'm okay with them trading him, but if your criticism of it wants to be how much they got for him, I think that could be valid. I don't think just saying they're dumb because they traded DeAndre Hawkins because I don't believe receivers make that much of a difference in the grand scheme of wins and losses. So. Not like left, not like a left tackle keeping your quarterback up, and not like a pass rusher, and not like a an all pro caliber quarterback or anything like that. So, yeah, I I I think we agree. We just don't agree with the methods that were took place. So, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Speaking, um, and speaking of quarterbacks, speaking of quarterbacks, gotta, I got a question for you, Mister Cowboy. My question. I mean, you know, I'm a for you. No, no, no. But like, we're not even into that first. How much is Dak Prescott worth per year? How much is fair for him without overpaying and handicapping the team? Because that's the question. That's that's really what the debate's about. The debate that we've had hasn't been about if he's actually better than this guy or that guy. It's about how much is he worth compared to a guy. That's equal. That's sort of equal to him. That a lot of people don't think is that good, and is overpaid. How much is Dak actually worth? If that guy's overpaid at twenty eight, but they're very similar. That's what the question was about. It wasn't necessarily a straight up Kirk Cousins versus Dak Prescott debate. He's Kirk Cousins. The reason I used him is because he's kind of like the new Andy Dalton, where most people think he's crap, when in fact he's actually not. He's winning games and having decent and having good years, but he just doesn't ever wow you. He's really boring. Like, you know, that's what it's about. I kind of put him at the uh, the bar that most people set as either really good or really bad. He's kind of there in the middle. You know, when in fact, I think right now he's probably a top 10 quarterback in the league because he's consistent. But that's what the question is, is what is Dak actually worth if Kirk Cousins made $28 million a year and their stats are very similar? When you have a quarterback that is your guy, like he he's the franchise. He, I mean, you equated to it earlier, man. He he is quarterbacks are a must. 
Yeah. yeah. I think – And a guy who can do the job is – Hard know. to come by. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Prescott, I would be comfortable around the 30, you know, 31 million mark just because it's either that or you're starting over with God knows who after. Uh, I mean, they got lucky finding Romo. Then they got lucky again finding Prescott, you know, undrafted and then a fourth-round quarterback. Uh, I mean, Prescott makes that team go with, you know, with Zeke and Cooper and that line and the emergence of Gallup. He's got weapons, and he, he does his fair fair share. I think I hold him to a higher standard than Kirk Cousins because I think – Sure. I think he's better. I think he provides – He's more talented. Yeah. He's more talented. You know. He – and I don't know. I just think he has the threat of running the ball too, and I think that, you know, goes a long way when they can run the, uh, you know, the RPOs or whatnot. He can either hand it to Zeke, keep it himself. Right. Uh, he got pretty good at that last year. But ultimately – we got to see what he looks like in Mike McCarthy's system. Uh, right, right. We're used to seeing him in, you know, Jason Garrett's run-heavy offense. Mike McCarthy, you know, when he was – of course, he had Aaron Rodgers, but he liked to, he liked to throw the ball. He liked to sling the ball. Right. And Mike McCarthy's never had a running back as the caliber of uh, what Zeke is. So, it's going to be no, interesting he, to see. But he, he did run Ryan Grant those few years, and he had some good years. So, I think he will. Yeah, so, but I'm just saying, you know, Zeke is obviously better than Ryan Grant. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not, so, yeah, I'm not comparing. I'm just, I'm I just saying, I think, I think Mike McCarthy will, because the reason I'm, the reason I'm asking that is I'm not going to, Dak is more athletic than Kirk Cousins and more upside, and he's younger. So, like, I, if Kirk, if me and you're running the team and making the decisions for a team, and Kirk Cousins' agent was like, we want, 31 for three years and he's a 32 he will be 32 at the beginning of the season like going into the season and he wants 32 a year i think it's fair for him but if we're also talking to Dak, who's gonna be 27 and he's like well i want 36 37 38 because that's his market value and i'm younger then i'm cool with that because we'll get him longer so i understand in the if he's younger and you have a more of a RPO style offense than Dak's a better fit. I was just more asking because I've seen so many people that act like Cousins is a bum. When when you look at their stats, their stats are pretty identical. Because every time you say twenty eight mil for Kirk Cousins, the first response is, "Well, what's he ever done?" Yeah. And a person who told me that one time at who's a, works at Ford's like Kirk Cousins ain't never done anything. And I'm like, well, how much do you think Dax deserves? Whatever he wants. What's he ever done? Because I'm looking. They both have one playoff win. So you can't say that Dak wins in the playoffs more so than Cousins because that's a false narrative. And hold on. get my laptop charger here. Thank you. Um, the only thing about that is that, I mean, Kirk Cousins has been in the league for, you know, quite only a, been a starter one. It's only been a starter one year longer, though. True. So, but, and so the debate between him wasn't necessarily a Dak versus Kirk Cousins, who's better. Yeah. It, uh, it became that just based off the, the contracts because people were appalled that Kirk Cousins made 20, was getting 28 million a year. But nobody seems to, uh, be appalled that Dak wants close to 40. But all about everything I've seen because he just hasn't signed a franchise tender for 33. And what they offer him 32 a year. Dak, I can't remember. The they contract. Offered 33. He turned that down. So you got to think he wants closer to 40. So people were appalled that Kirk cousins got 28, but not appalled that Dak wants 40. And I think, no, that's I, th- just, I think people have a problem with Dak asking for 40. So, because their stats are very, very, very similar. And I know a lot of people would jump to the rushing TDs, 
Now, they're com two completely different styles of running, and Dak is obviously a better runner. But when you actually look at rushing touchdowns, Kirk Cousins in 2015, if these stats are correct that I looked up, had five. And then in 2016, he had four. In 2017, he had four. 2018, he had one. In 2019, he had one. So total, that is 15. Dak in 2016 had six, had six and 17, and six and 18, then three last year. So you got 21. So <laughs> that's the. That's not that's not a huge margin. Now they're different styles of running. Okay, so I'm not gonna we're not gonna get into a pissing contest about that. But that's the first thing I thought of was Dak wants forty. I'm like, but it, that people were insulted that Kirk Cousins was able to get twenty eight when Kirk Cousins the four years like has never his his the lowest QBR he's ever had was ninety three. The lowest one Dak's ever had was in 2017 his second his first full his first year as the being the guy i believe and it was 86 and then the two years since then cousins has had a better qbr than him and i'm sitting here just like that doesn't make any sense to me that there are people out there who think kirk cousins wasn't worth what he got because he's a bum and dak prescott should be able to get his money that has that didn't make any. I saw that, and that's what got me thinking. I'm not saying everybody, but I saw one one tweet about that, and I was just like, "Is that really the case?" Like, because if you're going to use like, you really think Dak's worth that much? And that's what I've been asking Cowboys fans. My buddy Jared said he thinks Dak's going to have a huge year, which he might. And he says you got to pay him, which I agree with. I'm not saying you don't pay him forty if that's what he's asking. I'm just asking what's he? What do people think he's really worth? Because by the data, he's worth he's worth about twenty eight million, I'm, maybe thirty. Because you know, just based off the data I got, and that's that's kind of where the exercise came from. You know, you, the floor is yours. I think he's worth think a little more worth. than um, Kirk Cousins. Sure, but you 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 got to see if his if his system is going to fit Mike McCarthy's system, yeah. and that might be the plan with the tag. Uh, yeah, but I understand yeah. that you know you want Dak wants his money. I mean, he's been playing for essentially yeah. pennies to the dollar since he's been drafted. Sure, I mean, sure. fourth round sure. pick, sure. he ain't made nothing. Uh, I just don't want Dallas to make the same mistakes that Washington did with Kirk Cousins and you know tag tag. Essentially, he and goes then you could have you could have already yeah, and then you could have you could have saved guaranteed money. money. He could have gotten would have than what the franchise was because that's guaranteed money. Exactly. But exactly. you also don't want a hamstring by Dak having this outrageous salary if he isn't to the level of elevating players because then at some point you're not going to be able to pay everybody. So because no. if he makes $40 million a year, if he, makes, if he starts making $40 million a year, they lose a game, doesn't matter how good their defense is, you look right at Dak and be like, this is on you, dude. You make $40 million. If that defense can't stop somebody, your offense needs to score one more time. But I, I, like, I, I think the defense of Dallas is good enough to to help the offense, and I think the no, offense no, I, is yes, good yeah, no. Too. I'm just saying, I'm just but saying going forward, like problem, just as a just yeah. Simple. The problem is, I mean, we all know when a when a new player signs, a free agent signs, they always reset the market for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you want to get Dak Prescott signed before the Chiefs sign Mahomes. That's not saying for the Texans, or before or, the Texans signed Deshaun Watson because yeah, he's man. gonna because he's gonna he's gonna look at him and I think he's gonna try to make it. I think he's gonna try to get the Deshaun Watson. I, there's no way in his head he can think he's worth what Pat Mahomes is worth. If he thinks that, then y'all need to get rid of him and get him a, and get him his head checked because that'd be no. Dumb. And I'm not. I I'm think, not saying. I think. But no, I know. I think his agents, his agent will probably go off the Deshaun Watson contract, saying, "Well, he's never really done anything either." And if Deshaun's getting forty-five, Dak's going to want around that. And you're right. For the Cowboys' sake, you want to get it done before those guys get signed, because he's going to try to reset that market. You know, like you said. Yeah. So when yeah. when they do sign Dak, that will set the market. For guys like Deshaun Mahomes, but we know Mahomes. I mean, it, he's going to get an outlandish amount of money, and he he's done wonders, MVP, Super Bowl champ. 
Super Bowl right, MVP, man. He he deserves he deserves it. But Dallas has drafted so well here lately that you know Jalen Smith and all all those guys on defense that they're gonna have to pay yeah, yeah. offense. They're gonna have to pay. Uh, it's just I I I hate when they get tied up with with this situation. But you know the cap's gonna go up with. Uh, the new CBA and all that when that, that's coming up soon. So that's going to revamp all that stuff. And I think a lot of players are going to wait to see what that's yeah. like yeah. before they sign. So I just think you got, you have to get this Prescott done deal done ASAP. Oh, I, yeah, like, I agree. Before the deadline from the tag deadline. Cause you don't want that situation where he plays on a tag and a go. I mean, well, you want him to go out there and kill it obviously, but if right, you know, then you're looking at why not go ahead and lock him in for 35, and say he goes out, they make the playoffs this year, win a couple games. Then you're looking at 40, 42, mm-hmm. depending on where where he goes and whatnot. So yeah, get get the little discount yeah. while you can, uh, yeah. and then go from there. Because I you didn't take advantage of it when he was on his rookie deal. Now you got to right. pay him and tie up all that money in the cap. You're already giving Zeke 15, Cooper's 20. Jalen signed a team-friendly deal for the most part. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is making money. Uh, and not producing. A little bit. But – I mean, you can't – You can't, the, sit there the and not, last year, but when, you can't sit there and knock Jadavian Clowney's production and then – not not Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence after he got a better career than Jadavian Clowney. Sure, but after he got that deal last year, he didn't do anything. No, I mean, I mean, he had five sacks, so, and you know, I'm not, I'm not saying last year wasn't a, a disappointment. Uh, right, right. No, but, I'm just joking with you anyway. Um, I know, but you know, the, so the problem, the problem I see is I don't know what the cap situation is like with the O line for Dallas. You gonna you're gonna have to re, you're gonna have to keep Tyron Smith. At whatever he wants, um, but if Mike Martin? McCarthy is, yeah, him too. If Mike McCarthy is not going to give Deke the, uh, Zeke the ball twenty five, thirty times a game, then you need to trade him and get yeah. something for him. Get that because uh, con- get that contract proven, off the book. It's been proven that you don't need a superstar running back to win. Yeah, but if you want to give your running back the ball thirty times a game, then you need to keep Zeke. Yeah, um, and that's that's t- that's touches. That's Five that's that can be five passes, twenty, however you want to do it. Um, and then you got to look at some point you got to pay Michael Gallup too if his project if his if he keeps going the way people think because that dude's going to be a stud. Yeah, I think you know, but hopefully by the time he's ready for a deal, Amari's out of his deal. I guess is what the thinking is. So yeah, because Gallup was a third round pick, so he's probably got a year or two before you yeah. got to start talking extension. So, but yeah, uh, I, anyway. I definitely think they got to get Zeke involved in the, in the uh, running game or the passing game. Yeah. Him and uh, Tony Pollard. Cause I think they can make a solid, you know, one, two punch with Mike McCarthy. And I think Zeke's, I think Zeke's a guy who needs a tight end, like a, a high quality tight end. And I don't really know about your all. I know that a, a lot of your all's fans that I know are very high on uh Connor, is it Jarwin? Is that or Blake, Blake Jarwin. Jarwin? Is that his name? Blake Jarwin. Um, they're very high on him. I don't know anything about him, but I know that I know that Dak Dak appears to me to be a guy who needs a tight end over the middle of the field. A lot yeah. of quarterbacks do. That's not a knock. Yeah, and the tight end is a new safety blanket compared to the right how it used to be the running back. Now it's a tight end. Yeah, you know, because, you he had Jason Witten for you know. Three of the four Which years I, of his career. Speaking of him, I didn't know. I thought he retired. I didn't know he went to the to the Raiders. Yeah, dude, the Raiders took like three three Cowboys. Uh, Y'all signed Alden Smith too. I seen that. You know, I'm not mad at that. It's uh no, no, that's low risk that's high a, reward uh, thing. Right now, yeah, because he can't screw his life up anymore. You can if you get one one issue out of him, gone. Yeah. And if he's not producing, they, gone. Yeah, because none of his money's guaranteed. So right. and now, uh, and Jerry has it. Jerry generally in Jerry's history, when he's done things like this, it has worked out. 
So yeah, and then so. you you get the possibility of Randy Gregory coming back with bring somebody else on the on the right side opposite of Lawrence, uh, hopefully to replace Robert Quinn because I'm mad they let him go. Uh, yeah. But sometimes, man, with, with when your money's tight, you gotta you know yeah, that's why they had to let Byron Jones walk and you know which he's good. He he he's not number one corner, but he's good. He's good, but I don't think he's. No, he's he's been. I mean, he's been our best corner. But I think paired yeah. with uh, Xavier and Howard down in Miami, he's going to be. They're going to be pretty tough. Is Byron Jones the South Florida guy that your whole fan base was mad y'all drafted? No, nah, he's from UConn. He's from UConn. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know where a few years originally ago. from, but he he come from UConn. He tore the combine up the year he was there. Yeah. It's like Leighton Vander Esch when all your fan, all the fans were mad that y'all drafted him, and he's maybe y'all's best defensive player. <laughs> Yeah, man, he he, the wolf hunter. He's pretty good. Yeah, that dude's good. Uh, yeah. So, well, that's about all I got for the. Yeah, at yeah, like I think I, I'm. I was wanting to clarify with anybody that it wasn't a I, it wasn't a Kirk Cousins versus D- Dak Prescott debate as just the two players. It was more so of the contract related to Kirk Cousins, and I thought that that was a very comparable player to compare stat-wise because I was looking at quarterbacks and looking at his numbers and saying and looking at guys that don't have MVPs, don't in on their resumes and stuff like that, and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, well, let me find a guy and let me just kind of gauge what people think. Cause, and I was like, well, Kirk Cousins would be perfect because a lot of people seem to hate him and not think he's any good. So this – it's kind of like the Donovan McNabb debate I got into with somebody that one time where they're like, oh, he's for sure a Hall of Famer. His numbers were crazy. I'm like, well, were they? Because Jay Cutler's numbers are better, and everybody thinks he sucks. So, so you know you know how that some people's eyes. And I'm not saying – and Donovan McNabb's a better quarterback than Jay Cutler, but yeah. there's other things about it than strictly numbers that you got to go by sometimes. Exactly. Like yeah. winning. And when when you're ranking and talking quarterbacks – you got to kind of take everything into account, you know. So, yeah, which, it's not always just strictly numbers. Like, you know, I mean, you got to take in like clutch, clutch factor, winning, you know, and and other other things like that. Um, and I understand some organizations aren't as good as other organizations or as well run, but some point if you're going to be considered great or a high level quarterback, you got to figure out ways to win. For sure. So, you know, the Falcons have been historically, Falcons have been historically bad. Matt Ryan got them to Matt Ryan still in touchdown. Now he has unbelievable talent around him. They got to, they got to Super Bowl. The Patriots were, Patriots have been historically bad until Brady showed up. Like they almost got sold. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it, when, the Arizona Cardinals—they've been historically bad. Kurt Warner. It 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 all comes down to the to getting your dude, man. Having that dude back yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and it, so, you know, when when you got your dude, you got to take care of him. Yeah. So, uh, I think on our next episode, man, we're gonna we'll do our ranking of the quarterbacks. Uh, we've already went quite a bit on there today. Yeah. So we'll we'll. <sighs> Are we going to rank them? Yeah. Are we going to rank them based off last year and what the the projections are next year? What we think? Because that's what I did. I based it off what they did last year compared to what I and also what I think they're going to do this next year. Not a whole body of work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because well, if you did a whole body of work, obviously Brady's going to be right. But you know, I had him at tenth on mine because. He had a a down year by his standards, but he's going into it a wasn't really terrible situation in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think he's going to bounce back. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but yeah, so, so, yeah, we'll do it like that. I have to revamp my list a little bit uh, with. Yeah, I'll probably. I'm, I'll probably go. Probably go over mine just to make sure, because we also got to get into like, what the hell's Cam going to do? Yeah, he may be somewhere by the time we do it again, and or where would be a good fit for him? Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, because as of right now, the only quarterback on the Chargers roster is Tyrod Taylor, which I didn't even know he was out there. But 
I didn't list him in the starters because he's not going to be the starter. They're going to draft somebody. I wish, but I feel like he's better than some of the guys on this list. So now, but, okay. If the Chargers are smart, they'll start Tyrod for a little bit, especially if they end up taking two or or Herbert. Uh, I think those. Two well, I think they're. I think a lot of people think their rosters win now. So if you think your younger guys better, because there's a lot of people who thought Brady should have went out there. When I think Tampa's a better situation, but if you ask Nick or Nick Wright, he he didn't go to uh, the Chargers because he was he's scared to play uh, Pat Mahomes which I think is erroneous to think Tom Brady's scared to play anybody because yeah, he, he went to a division with Drew Brees. Dude. Don't get me started on, start on Nick Wright. I mean, that dude's a clown. So, Tom Brady has six Super Bowls. He's not scared to play nobody. That, I mean, no. yeah. I mean, he, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's not scared. Nobody said – Nobody said Peyton Manning was scared to play people when he went to a Denver because that those that division wasn't good then. He just went to a good situation with a good roster that he felt he could win. With an elite, with a, uh, yeah, and uh, so. you know, I got and Bruce Arians is in Tampa, so I don't, you know, but that Nick Wright's that uh, discussion making fun of Nick Wright's, uh, I could do a week on that. <laughs> so, so yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up uh, and. St- do our quarterback episode next next week. We're in talking about Cam and Fitz and stuff like that. So I'll give y'all something to look forward to. Uh, good show, man. Felt good to be back. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Let's a uh, little more back down to business, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it might be the first podcast I ever did where I didn't swear. So. Yeah, I did. My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. We'd I was gonna... open forum. I just didn't feel the need to. So. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just happens, but on this one, I'm gonna try not to. So, yeah. uh, keep it, keep it, kids. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, man. I guess we'll uh, we'll holler at y'all next time. We'll discuss on the schedule. Uh, yeah, we're we'll still working know. out when we're gonna. We're still working out what day we're gonna release it and all that stuff. So bear with us, Carito. So, you know, yeah. bear with us. But anybody yeah. who listens, thanks for listening and. Appreciate your support. We're just happy to. We're just happy to. Me and him are just happy to be able to just talk and do it. So, because we're gonna have these conversations regardless, so we think we might as well record them. So, for sure, you know. Sure. So we we back, man. We uh, hope hopefully y'all like the new setup, the new the new gig, and it's only gonna get better from here. So, y'all take care. Y'all be safe out there. Uh, Stay home, wash your hands, uh, all that good stuff. Let's uh, let, let's get it to where we can enjoy football season next this season. So, yeah. So, all right, man. Y'all be good. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs>